Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Marketer's Journey. This is Giannina and I am so glad to have you on my show tonight. If you have been a loyal listener of my podcast or watching my videos live, I so appreciate you. You have no idea how much. I really appreciate that you take the time to listen to my episodes or watch my videos. Please continue to send me likes and hearts. I really love to see those. Just from the bottom of my heart, it keeps me creating videos and audios for you. So subscribe to my channel so you don't miss a single thing. Today, we are going to be talking about um, some business strategies when it comes to money. And I'm going to take these strategies out of one of my favorite books. My favorite book, uh, one of my favorite books is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I've talked about it before. Um, because it's in one of my first episodes, or one of my first just top three episodes, where I talk about, um, the top three books that you should definitely read as an entrepreneur. I mean, if you don't have these three books, or at least the first two, I think all three books are essential, but the, this trifecta of books really set your path straight onto entrepreneurship and what I'm going to talk about today is all of the basic um, foundation something that you need whether or not I'm talking about if you're in business or not you definitely need to read this book I don't care if you're just getting married or whatever it is you have to read this book it's so important I mean there's nothing more important than this just because a lot of the principles in this book are not taught or explained in school and you don't get this information from anywhere and so a lot of people end up um, doing things that does not benefit them in the long run and they never understand how is it that some people like they say the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer but they don't understand why that is they just don't get it. They think that it's something to do with luck or you being born with a silver spoon in your mouth or something like that. But I'm here to tell you guys, yes, there are some people that are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. But guess what? Somebody earned that silver spoon. No matter what you say, someone at some point in their generations earned that spoon and therefore passed it on to their children. The only thing is, back in the day, I did not say that it was easier. I would say that there was less things out there and more ideas to be brought out. But today and age, trust me, there's, there's no shortage of ideas. There really is no shortage of ideas. And there's no shortage of ways on how to actually make money and really sustain your family and... um. Give them some type of generational wealth. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, generational wealth like Oprah, where, yeah, they're all set. But, you know, I'm talking about leaving your kids a good foundation so that they can start something of their own, you know. And what I want to talk about is about cash flow, okay? Cash flow. <laughs> okay, a lot. Of, uh, this is one of the things that really drives me insane. A lot of people think that their greatest investment is their home. Like, oh, if I buy a house, 
you know, we're going to be fine because my home is going to be the greatest investment I have. Well, I'll tell you this. Do you live in that home or do you plan to live in that home? Then that is not an investment. That's just a house that you bought or a debt that you accrued um, for 30 years or more, depending on whatever the mortgage is, you know, for yourself and your family. So now it's really on the debt column for you to live in, uh, for you to acquire other expenses such as electric, water, heat, you know, phone, uh, cable, whatever it is. But it's an expense that carries other expenses. So it's not that, you know, it's not cash flow. It's not anything to do with an investment or anything like that. Yes, it's something that you buy for your family, but it's not an investment, guys. You have to understand this. This is big. And this is covered in Robert Kiyosaki's book. A lot of people think that that's their biggest investment. Like, once I buy a house, I'm set. Let me tell you something. Even if you pay for your entire mortgage, right? And you're living without mortgage, right? There's one thing that you must continuously pay. What is that? Yes, the taxes. You can't escape the taxes and probably like insurance and stuff like that. But the taxes. And let me tell you what can happen to you if you don't pay your taxes or if you lose your job or if you fall into hard times and you can't pay for those taxes. Let me tell you, Uncle Sam does not forgive, okay? You will lose your entire home. Even though you paid the whole thing off. You will lose it. Okay. And they will quickly put it up on, you know, some type of, a, they'll put it up on sale or on, what is that? On auction. They'll put it in auction for someone else to come buy the house. And then what happens is they'll say, this is a stipulation. The person who buys the house, they could buy it for, I don't know, thousand, two thousand. Let's say you owe four thousand in taxes. Right. So the person comes and says, you know what, government, I have 3000 that I'll give you. $3,000, I'll give you $3,000 for this house, these taxes. And they're like, you know what, 3000 is better than nothing. So we'll take the three, and the stipulation is, in a year's time, if the original owner can come up with the $4,000 that they owed and pay it, then they get the house back. But if they don't, the new owner then keeps the house and becomes owner of that property. A lot of things can happen in a year. Depending on the condition of your house, the new owner can rent it and make income on that house for a year. So if you think about it, okay, even if income on a house was $1,000, in 12 months, the income on that house would be $12,000, okay? So, and that's obviously any nowhere around New York, but I'm just saying, you know, to make things simple, we're saying $1,000. But, so, if I'm an investor, a real estate investor, I would all day long go to an auction and buy a house from a tax auction. Why? Because I can get it for cheap. Okay, maybe some people, oh, I don't know, 10 grand, 8 grand, 
So even if I pay eight grand, right, and the house was mine for 12 months, okay, I'm going to rent that house quick and in a hurry. Whatever I got to do to get it rented, I'm going to rent it, okay? And if I make 10 months at $1,000, you know, that's $8,000. So I make my money back, and I totally break even. Let's say you show up, uh, the original owner shows up with the money, pays it back, I lost the $8,000, but guess what? I made the 8000 so I broke even because, you know, you lose the money you originally invested. So, um, that's the, the only trick about that. But, um, that's why I say a home is, people have to understand that a home that you're living in is not your biggest investment. Another thing that I see with people who buy a home is that they put um they put their name on it oh man that's like one of the big yes the fact that you own your home and it's under your name you lose so much tax benefits to it you should really consider not just that not just the tax benefits you also risk you take a lot of risk on so let's just say this so let's say bobby and susan own a house or are paying for it in the mortgage whatever the case may be and Bobby, across the street, decides he has to cross the street to grab a ball that he, that rolled over onto their side. And he crosses the street and steps on um, Sue's and Bobby, uh, John and Susan's house, whatever it was, I forgot. But he slips on something and falls, breaks a leg or an arm or something. Guess whose responsibility it is? To then assume this person's medical uh, bills. Yes, it's whoever is the title deed on the house or whoever's name's on the title deed. So, yes, if you were to, for, for example, put a company, an LLC, something simple that you uh, open up, you open up an LLC and you just put that company to be the owner of your home. Then things take a drastic, it's a total difference because you have protected your personal assets from any lawsuits that may come towards that home. Because the company is now assuming the risk and if you set the company and the LLC properly, you will then be separated from that company and the company will take the hit without your personal income or assets taking the hit. Because I'm telling you, they will come for your car, your, you know, employment check, anything. But, I know I'm digressing, so I'm going to go back. The cash flow. What is cash flow? A lot of people don't understand what is cash flow. If your house is not your biggest um, investment, then what is? Okay, cash flow is this. Okay, it's very simply put, is income that comes in monthly, right, that you don't have to spend on something else immediately. So, income that comes in, right, that you don't have to spend immediately on something else. Let me explain what I mean. So now, let's say Bob and Sue buy a house. And they're like, okay, we got a mortgage for 30 years on this house. The mortgage is $1,000. But we're not going to live there. We're going to rent this house. 
We're going to rent it out to someone else. And we're going to rent it for $2,000. Right? The house is definitely worth for rent $2,000. You know, mortgages are always cheaper than buying, you know, than renting a house. So, for rent, this house definitely can go for $2,000. So, now, Bob and Sue are renting that house. And they're li- living in a rented apartment in the meantime, right? So, if the house mortgage is $1,000, but the rent is 2000 that means Bob and Sue have a passive income or a cash flow of $1,000 every month. Meaning that they have this money to play around with. Now, whatever other income they originally had was usually paying for their apartment, which is... And let's just make it easy, make it $1,000. So they have an apartment for $1,000 that they were just paying from their regular income. But now, because they have a home that is rented, even though it has a mortgage, okay, they still are in the positive now of $1,000. Why? Because the home is bringing in $2,000 a month plus their income. That was bringing a thousand to pay for their apartment, right? So now they're up by a thousand dollars. They have an extra thousand dollars to play with. That's cash flow. You see, that's cash flow, not your income that's going to a rent that's going to this. Yeah, that you know that. Yeah, that's income. That's cash. That's somewhat cash flow. But cash flow is something that you have. That's bringing you money where you don't have to really throw it out. That is not already pre-spent. So guys, you know, and I understand maybe my explanation of cash flow is a little different. But that's what I feel cash flow is. Okay, when you don't have cash flow, you're always broke. You're always stuck in a rut. You're always behind the ball when it comes to bills. Bills seem to always come too quick. You know, all those kind of things just happening like always in the back so you know what you guys need to figure out is you guys need to go get yourself rich that poor dad he will break down exactly what cash flow is the cash flow quadrant you know passive income all those things those are all basics and if you never heard these terms and i don't care if you're in business for yourself or if you're just working for someone else get this book right now I'm telling you, you know, this book right here will change your life. will change your, your your vision about life and the future and everything. So, guys, um, I hope that you have enjoyed my episode today. I know it was a little bit all over the place, but um, I hope that I made a little sense when it came to explaining what my version of cash flow is, okay? We all want cash flow. We don't want income. Income comes and goes cash flow comes and you can keep it around and not worry that it has to go somewhere so quickly get it and you can choose where it goes you can buy a yacht buy a new car you know you can do a whole bunch of stuff but anyway guys if you love my episodes and you're listening which i really appreciate continue to submit likes send hearts please subscribe to my channel so you don't miss any episodes i truly appreciate you guys and i will talk to you tomorrow